just want to point this out, Abigail. You ready? Oh, boy. 60 years ago, <laughs> one, of the, one of the most famous Rutland Rockets graduated high school. You realize wow. that? Wow. 60 years. 60 years ago. He was the center on the basketball team, put in about 30 a game. Yeah. How much? Went on to be a Marine in Vietnam. What? Then wow. law school, became a lawyer. That's more successful than than you. Well, for sure. 30 a game, yes. Let's yeah. get to Bill Anderson, <laughs> our walking historian. How you doing, you old country lawyer? Well, pretty good, Joel, but I think that uh, might have been more like uh, 30 points a season. <laughs> <laughs> what, what year did the Rutland uh, High School close? The class of 63 was the very last graduating class of Rutland High School. So after us, they figured they just wouldn't get any better. So they <laughs> broke the mold and, and uh, merged in with Sergeant Central. There we go. Yep, I, I uh, knew. And Havana, what was Havana's high school nickname? The Arrows. Arrows. Havana and, Arrows. And yep. what other teams came in? You had Cayuga, right? You had. Well, yeah, we had, we had the Brampton Arrows. The Cayuga Coyotes, the Cogswell Comets, uh, the Foreman Phantoms, <laughs> and then the Rutland Rockets and the Havana Arrows. I love going into the gym in Gwinter, and you can see all those old banners and old nicknames. I'm sure they still have it there. It's been a while since I've done that. Uh, Bill, want to talk a little bit about what's uh, going on out there in relation to what has been going on. Uh, media. And I'm going to, I'm going to take you down this rabbit hole a little bit, you know, prior to, you know, I, th I think JFK was the one that started using TV very, very well, obviously FDR, uh, through our medium here through radio. Uh, but now social media, I mean, there, there's a huge controversy out there about whether or not CNN should have had the former president on, did that ever happen in the past? Did media ever get bashed before with any other presidents? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, other other presidents. I mean, we we've never had a president like Donald Trump, who uh, engendered the uh, uh, fierce uh, passions, both pro and con. Uh, uh, that he has, or who has been as controversial in both his public and his private uh, life. Uh, there's never, never been one like that, and uh, it's uh, it's hard to uh, it's hard to say how to uh, how you should properly deal with with a guy like that, but. CNN. I mean, they're a, they're a private corporation. They're not even they're a cable outfit. They're not even governed by the FCC, so uh, they can pretty much uh, do what they want. And if they figure that uh, uh, putting him on their uh, uh, programming. Uh, will generate uh, viewers and in turn generate uh, advertising revenue uh, that's uh, that's certainly their right to do I don't know I always kind of liken Donald Trump to uh, 
what would have happened had the country back in 1800 had a, had a choice between uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton and then had chosen uh, Aaron Burr as president. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, I think that that's... Uh, uh, that that's where we are. Fortunately, back in 1800, they didn't make that choice, and 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 uh, I think in a maybe a hundred years, or maybe it'll take 200 years, we can somebody will be able to say whether it was fortunate or unfortunate that Donald Trump was chosen in 2016 uh so i have my own opinion so you uh you know we talk about media and how it's used and anytime it's used there's going to be complaints on the other side for example fdr and the fireside chats and everything that went with that it's like well why does he get all this free airtime? when when you look back at presidents uh which ones do you look at and say these individuals were masters at using media well, okay, FDR was one, not just the uh, uh, radio media, but also movies uh, at the time, which were also quite influential. And uh, uh, JFK uh, uh, with TV, uh, you know, at the dawn of the TV age, um, uh, and Donald Trump, I think, is probably one of the master manipulators of media that we've ever seen in in this country or in any country. Uh, whether you like him or not, whether they're uh, opposed to him or in support of him, they're talking about him all the time, every day. And I always brings me back to our old Bill Langer here in North Dakota when the Fargo Forum and the Grand Forks Herald and the Bismarck Tribune used to take after him and and cuss him out up one side and down the other and print front page stories on what a terrible senator he was and and uh, Bill Langer uh, would say, well, uh, I really don't care what they write about me, just as long as they spell my name right. <laughs> and and every election, every election, he won by a bigger margin. The more they, <laughs> the more they, they uh, uh, pushed his name out on the front page with nasty stories about him, the bigger his vote totals got. So, uh uh, I I think that uh, uh, well when I was in the Marine Corps the Marines in their wisdom sent me to the uh, Army Special Warfare School at Fort Bragg North Carolina where I took a, a course in psychological operations and one of the things we learned there was that any statement made no matter how obviously false and outlandish it is if it's repeated three times on the air there's going to be a uh, segment of the population that will believe it and the more it is repeated the bigger that chunk will become now maybe one false statement won't make the uh 
uh, difference, but uh, when you add in eight or ten more, and then you say, okay, it's going to be a fairly even break here between one side or the other, and the one side has got ten big lies that uh, people are uh, believing, even though they're false, uh, that may be enough to tip the balance. Now, they told us back then that, hey, it's illegal to use these tactics in the United States. <clears throat> well, that was back in 1969. And uh, even if it is illegal, uh, I don't think I don't think that law is being observed. So, so I want to I want to ask you this though, because I know that you had an opportunity to meet uh, John F. Kennedy. I know that you were in Bismarck at the time of one of the big rallies. But do you remember uh, either watching or listening to the, the debate between Richard Nixon and, and John F. Kennedy? Because the the historians always say, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, but you might know that if you listen to that debate on the radio, Richard Nixon won. If you listened or you watched it on TV, John F. Kennedy won. And I'm I'm curious what you think about that. Well, <laughs> well, there is a uh, uh, you know there is a different perception, uh, seeing versus just hearing. If you see and hear, you've got more inputs coming in for you to make your judgment. But <clears throat> I was a uh, I was in high school at the time, and I I listened to it on the radio, and I have to admit that I was uh, uh, I was uh, prejudiced uh, at the time in favor of of Kennedy and. Uh, uh, and I don't know that I was a very good judge of who won or lost, but I, personally, I thought that Kennedy bested Nixon uh, in both medias. But uh, that's uh, that's maybe because of my own personal my own personal bias. I uh, I never uh, I never trusted Nixon, and I didn't like him, and uh, and I still. Uh, I still uh, uh, don't trust him, even though he's been dead for many years. Uh, if I read something he wrote, I always look for the uh, the hidden agenda in it. Rather, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's a failing on my part. But it's uh, 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 I I think that uh, that uh, I think that JFK was a. Um, was a media um, he, he was both a shaper of media and he was a political creature who was shaped by the media and he he knew how to he knew how to use it to accomplish uh, both of uh, both of those ends and you know talking about that I mean 60 years ago, you know, back in 1963, I think I've been thinking about that a lot here this last month, because in a couple of weeks, it'll be the 60th anniversary of that graduation day. And, uh, uh, you know, I think how much things have changed. My gosh, JFK was president. 
The country was confident. Everything was looking up. Robert Kennedy, one of Max Schneider's uh, 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 predecessors, uh, was Attorney General of the United States. Uh, uh, we were uh, actively pursuing uh, civil rights, even though the Civil Rights Bill had not yet been passed. And uh, and uh, all of those uh, Jim Crow laws were still the law of the land in a large part of the country. Yeah. Uh, uh, things have changed so much. Broadband, that was one of the subjects you talked about earlier this morning. Well, broadband, what what was that? You know, it, <laughs> yeah. was, a, it was probably a headband that was a little broader <laughs> than the than the others, or it was probably the name of the of the band that the guys down the street had who were practicing in their garage. It, <laughs> Bill, <but> it, it, <laughs> Bill, hang with me. It's Friday, and it's Friday, Friday, isn't it, Ab? Huh? I actually played it this week. Yeah, you kind of messed up last week, just saying. I want to let you know the Cruiser is sponsored by the North Dakota Farmers Union, the North Dakota Association of Rural Electric Cooperatives, Pfeiffer's Auction, Realty and Land Management, Nielsen Brand Law, and Broadband Association of North Dakota. We're visiting with Bill Anderson, and the one thing uh, in the little bit of time I have left I want to talk to him about is, excuse me, what's going to play out over the weekend, which is, you know, the whole immigration issue. Bill, you know, the Continental Railroad, some of these things that made this country, do you think at times we, we forget to look back in history and say, look, if it wasn't for those workers, things wouldn't be the same? Well, yes. I mean, we... <laughs> Uh, the uh, transcontinental railroads uh, back in the 1800s, in the uh, right after the Civil War, <clears throat> were constructed uh, in large part by immigrant laborers, uh, those who built the railroad starting on the East End. Uh, a large part of them came from Ireland, but also there were uh, there were those who came from Poland, uh, from Germany. Uh, from Italy uh, and other countries in Europe, where uh, there were uh, they were having their own social, economic, and political upheavals. Uh, on the West Coast, they brought in thousands of of workers from uh, uh, China, and uh, uh, Mr. Crocker, the uh, uh, construction. Uh, 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 executive of the uh, uh, Central Pacific Railroad, that was the one that came from the West, uh, he, uh, uh, he was criticized, said, well, those Chinese peasants, how can they build a railroad? He said, any people who can build the Great Wall of China can, can sure build. build a railroad track. <laughs> and, and he and was there right. You have it. Yeah, he yeah. was right. And they, yeah. they won. They found their way to the Golden State. And actually, if you look at the terrain, I think you could make an argument that they had it worse. So, Oh, they had it way worse. Yeah. They had to build uh, tunnels through the mountains and all of that stuff. Say, yeah. Joel, yeah. right now I'm at my brother's place up in the, at the lake over in Minnesota. Not my usual headquarters, but I just want to. Uh, give a shout out to a couple of your big fans here, uh, uh, Marlon and Janie Eichelberg, okay. and uh, and John Lammers, uh, who uh, are here on this uh, same lake, and they tell me that they always 
listen to you, and they don't even turn the radio off when I come. So. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Always good to talk to you. Say hi for us.